Okay, we are in Sefer Yirmiyahu, Perik Membav, Pasuk Aleph, Asher Hayadavar Hashem El Yirmiyahu Hanavi El Hagayim. So we are down to the last seven prakim of Yirmiyahu, and six of the seven are going to be very finely tuned prophecies from Yirmiyahu to those Amehoares, those nations who have historically given us such trouble through persecution, through cooperation with our enemies, through our destruction in the Beis Hamikdash. And they are finely tuned because, as the Mephorshim tell us, they're not in the abstract. If you read through them as we will go, the thread of commonality is that each one is a very strong midah keneged midah, measure for measure reciprocity. The classic midah keneged midah is like the Egyptians in Mitzrayim. Originally, they would kill the firstborn boys by drowning them in the Nile. So they get drowned in the Yamsuf. It's no coincidence. But that kind of punishment is what we're going to see of each of these nations. We also saw in Perikhof Hay of Yirmiyahu, the Navi is commanded to give a metaphorical kos hata'are la, a poison cup of wine, to no less than 28 nations who are going to pay. They're going to be reciprocated against for what they have done. However, these next six chapters cover 11 of the, the worst ones have been called out, be it Mitzrayim, Moab, um, Philistines, etc. And finally, in this parak, I just want to point out that there were two conquests of Mitzrayim by Bavel, two separate conquests, which the parak covers by dividing it in two. The first happened 26 years before in Yehoiakim's age, and the second one happens now after the destruction of the temple. The Jews have rebelliously decided to go into Egypt to seek, you know, safety. Um, Nebuchadnezzar is going to come into Egypt and to destroy them. So we begin. This is the word that the, he was commanded to give to the other nations. Mitzrayim. Logically, Mitzrayim is the first one on the list. They are perennial enemies of destruction. Here, what they did in the uh, time of the temple was they pledged support. They pledged they were going to be allies and fighting Nebuchadnezzar, and they never show up on the battlefield. Mitzrayim achel paro necho, melech Mitzrayim. As for Paro Necho, Paro, of course, is the generic name for the king of Egypt. Necho <coughs> means lame or crippled. Melech Mitzrayim, Asher Hoya al Nahar Pras. This is going back 26 years ago. Bechar Mechesh. Mechesh is a town on the banks of the Euphrates near Bavel. Asher Hikar Nebuchadnezzar Melech Bavel, Bishnas Haravias Lehoyakim. In the fourth year of Yoyakim's reign, Nebuchadnezzar destroys Egypt, Yoyakim ben Yoshia, Melech Yehuda. The story is so that at the time of Yoshia, 
Um, and we saw in Yoshio's time a beautiful renaissance, a renaissance of Torah, of learning, of rooting out Avodah Zorah. But he made one colossal political blunder. Paro Necho asked for permission in fighting Assyria, which would be very much in Israel's interest, to just go through the land, to just traverse Israel. It needed it as a shortcut to go through. Yoshio gets advice that Kodesh Baruch Hu promised that no enemy will ever go through your borders if so-and-so happens. So Yoshio not only refuses to give Paro access, he goes out to stop Paro He is defeated, and then, of course, Bavel defeats Paro Why is he called, <coughs> excuse me, Paro the lame? The Medrash tells us a story that he had taken Shlomo's throne, Melo Shlomo's throne, and sat in it, which is forbidden. And so there were stone lions that had been engraved there. They came alive as real lions and damaged Paranacho, and so that's why he's called such, because he is crippled at that point. In any case, now Bavel comes out to take Paranacho. And so the Navi is speaking to them, and he is speaking to them in sort of a mock sarcasm. Arm yourselves with Sino, Get ready for war. Some say you'd be talking to Bavel as well. Um, in other words, get your armors together. Get ready for war. Isru Hasusim, harness the horses. The Alu Haprashim, get the chariots ready. Uh, get your helmets on. Oil the spears. Um, put on your armor. In other words, he is giving them warning. And he's saying, get ready. Here comes the war. And then this has got to be uh, total sarcasm. Why am I seeing them, them being Egypt, fleeing in front of the enemy like helter-skelter? The Giborimya and Nesogimachor, they don't even look back. They're in such terror. The Giborahim Yukati, Umanos Nosu, their Giborim fall, their armors flee, their bowmen flee, Lohitnu Morgorim, Savivnu Mashem. They say they don't even look around them. They are in such terror, they are crushed, and they are running for their lives. Pasuk Vav, Ayunus Hakal Ayumalait Hagibar, the swift of foot can't even run outrun the enemy. Uh, the strong, Hagibar uh, can even escape up north. In other words, they're trying to get circumvent and go north to uh, near Bavel to take the route home. Um, Again, a bit sarcastic. We know the greatness of Egypt, the prosperity of Egypt, lay in the Nile overflowing every spring. And that gave the fertility and the tremendous prosperity to Mitzrayim. Here he's saying, Egypt, the Nile overflows. Where is the Nile now overflowing? I am going to flow out my banks. This is a metaphor for the army. Just 
sweeping through my enemies and destroying it like the Nile flows through the fertile lands. Mitzrayim um, goes through the land flowing freely, here they're not. And I said here that just as the Nile flows, a metaphor for my army, they will trample everything before it, but that's not happening. The horses come up and the chariots pursue and the Giborim flee. Kush, Uput, these are cities in Egypt. Tifshe Morgain, Veludim, Tifshe Darche Koshes. Their warriors cannot draw their swords. And the Ludim, that's Ludites, is a part of Egypt. Tifshe Darche Koshes, they can't draw their bows. They are totally defeated. Um, now, what exactly is Egypt, Mitzrayim, being, being punished for at this point? What exactly did Egypt do that, that merits this reaction, or is it just accumulation? Because nothing happened. All that, all that happens is that the Jews went there. It is both. Um, this, this particular one is historical, but it's also that they had promised Yehoiakim they're coming to his aid. He's taking on Assyria, Sanherib, and they don't show. They just lie to him. That's part of that one. In other words, that's cumulative and recent vintage in terms of um, deserting their commitment. Um, the Gibbon can't even draw their swords. The archers can't draw their arrows. Vayom hahu, and this day is a celebrated Kodesh Baruch who is rejoicing in Egypt's defeat. Vayom hahu l'adonayelokim tzvaot yom nekama. It is a day of vengeance, pure and simple. V'inokein mitzorah v'ochro cherev, to conquer it, to envelop its swords, v'sova v'robosa midomam, their blood flows. Kizevach, it's like a korban. Hashem Tzvaot, Be'eret Safon El Nahar Pras, by Babylon coming from the Euphrates and destroying them. Ali Gilad, go up to Gilad. We know that Gilad was famous for Rufuos, the bomb of Gilead. You know, it developed these therapeutic baths and medicines. Go to Gilad, he's saying to another. In Egypt, get all the reforms you can get your hands on. Lashav, it is in vain here, basic reforms, this multiplicity of cures. Tala Einloch, there is no cure. You are defeated and beaten. Shamu goyim kalonech, other nations will hear of your humiliation. Fitzivascham, Allah, Aras, Kigibar, Bigibar, Kashalu, Yachtav, Naflu, Shehem. That Gibar, Kigibar, your troops fell over one each other. They trampled each other in their panic to get out. And so you're gone. You're finished. You have been destroyed. Now we shift into the most current battle with Egypt, where Bovel is going to come into Egypt after the Jews have gone there in theoretical hope for safety. They are going to come to Eretz Mitzrayim. 
Let Mitzrayim know and let it be known in Migdol, a major city. Again, cities. Stand ready. Stand ready to battle because the sword is going to devour all that surrounds you. Where is the stature of your city, your mighty cities, your mighty army, they don't stand, ki Hashem hadzafu, because the Kaddish Baruch Hu is destroying them. Hirba kosheo, gamno fal isho reyehu, vayomer kumo v'neshuvu el amenu, vel eretz molatenu, mipnei cherev hayona. Interesting. Hirba kosheo, <clears throat> there in Egypt are mercenaries, um, mercenaries or even people who fled to Egypt, who went to Egypt to fight for the Egyptians or who went to Egypt to settle there. Egypt was a very prosperous land. They may have come, the Mephorshim speculate, in periods of famine and decided to stay there. They want out now. They see what's going on. Let's go back to our land, the home of our birth, because of the destructive sword. They're trying to get out. Interesting concept here. We're not sure who is it directed to. It seems that in those days, one of the worst things you did was you didn't do a sneak attack. What you did was announce that you are coming. You are declaring war. What happened, the Mephorshim say, is Paro, uh, the Bavel at first, declares war, and something postpones it. Probably that rebellion within postpones it, and he doesn't show on the day he's supposed to show. Or alternatively, uh, Paro announces a counterattack and fails to show. So it's a humiliation probably to Paro. He is humiliated and just totally embarrassed because the time has passed. He announced a counterattack and doesn't show, which again is a form of Midok and Neged Midok because that's what he did to Israel in Yehoiakim Zay. Take an oath, says the king, that just is Tabor, Mount Tabor, which is in the valley of Israel, at Carmel, the forest, just as they do not move, just as they are immobile, so will you be immobile and not be able to fight. That's one interpretation. Others say that Carmel and um, Tavar were originally in the desert, and they, the Medrash says, fought over who would be given, on whose mountain the Torah would be given. The Kodesh Baruch Hu, you know, awards it to Sinai, but as a reward for their intensity, moves them to Eretz Yisrael. And that's what they're saying, that just as they will never be moved, so too the army is never going to be um, spared, etc. And if they rely on that, they are certainly destroyed. Clay Silach, make you the tools of war, like things that an army travels on, like utensils. Yoshevet Bas Mitzrayim, those who dwell in Egypt. Kinoth Lashama, city of Noth is like desolation to Yeh, Venitsasameyen Yoshev, and there will be nobody living in it. It will be gone. 
Eglo yofe piha Mitzrayim. Again, a very interesting metaphor. Mitzrayim is like a beautiful calf. What does that mean? We know the God of Mitzrayim was a calf and that in many cities there were these beautiful giant idols that were calves and that's what they're saying. It has an undeniable beauty but carrots me so far Baba. It's not going to help. They're going to be destroyed by the forces coming from the north, specifically Bavel. Gam Sareha. Sareha is paid mercenaries. They have fled and have been destroyed, will be destroyed like the calves, because lo omdu kiyom edom ba'alehim espigudasam. The day of visitation upon them, the mercenaries want out, they want to get home, they don't want to die in this war. Kola kanachash yelech l'chayel that the sound of a snake, like it could be the hissing of a snake. Some say it is, again, a midra keneged midra, to remember the first um, sign to Paro of his destruction was a nachash. Some say it was the nachash that when it was punished by Shemayim lets out a terrible hiss. Whatever it is, the metaphor is a snake. Ki yelchu, they are going to come with army, Hatchets, the cardumot, bola kechotes, and they are going to cut like a woodcutter cuts through a thing without resistance. Mitzrayim is helpless. Karsu yaro nemashem, they will fell their forests. Kilo yechaker, he rabo me arba ve'en lahem miswa. While it does it, it means forest, but it could be a metaphor also as well for the people. The people are like locusts in their number. Ve'en lahem, you can't even count them. They will perish. The humiliation of the daughter of Egypt, being handed over to the governments of the north. The metaphor here is of a virgin because Egypt has never been defeated in war. Quickly, Emor Hashem Israel, Okay, let's leave, because it's very important, the last three sentences for Emir Hashem tomorrow, and the next parak is only eight sentences, so this is as good a place as any to stop Ad Khan.